Welcome to The Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on OC Talk Radio, where we bring you investment strategies you are not hearing elsewhere. That's especially the case today as we have for the very first time Todd Bigot, president of Zinc Income Fund. He speaks to us from their headquarters in Fresno, California. Todd, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Hey, thank you for having me on today, Charlie. It's an absolute honor to be here and to uh, be able to speak with your audience. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's our pleasure uh, here, Todd. So, Todd, uh, let's start with you. Give us a brief background of yours, will you? Absolutely. So, born and raised in Southern California, moved to Fresno, California, right here in the heart of the Central Valley uh, back quite some time ago and finished high school there. Went on to Fresno State to get my degree in construction and development with an emphasis in finance. We started uh, Zinc Financial about 20 years ago. Uh, it's one of the largest rehab lenders in the state of California. Uh, I am the principal and president of the company, and we do short-term bridge loans for investors who buy real estate at a disposition price with the intent of rehabbing it and reselling it for a profit. Uh, our investors are in the Zinc Income Fund, and that Zinc Income Fund is the beneficiary of these loans. So my, my uh, background is in construction, real estate, been doing this a very long time, uh, right here in California, uh, as well as uh, 10 other neighboring states. Okay, Todd, that was an excellent uh, short and to the uh, direct point uh, initiation for understanding the zinc here. So tell us, you used investors twice, I believe. So people invest into zinc income fund, and then you loan that money to real estate investors. Describe that a little better for you, for us. Is this residential, and are these uh, big corporations who do 10 at a time, or how does this work? That's a fantastic question and a question that I get answered uh, quite often. Zinc's been in business for about 20 years. We've done over a billion dollars of lending. The lending we do, our typical loan size is about 350000 These are typically entry-level to moderate-level investors. These investors with good credit. We're not a hard money lender. We're a private money lender. So these are investors or real estate or contractors that have good credit. They have good liquidity. They buy distressed housing. These are single-family residential housing units in good metropolitan areas, communities of 50,000 people and above, uh, Northern California, Southern California, Phoenix, Texas, etc. And so they buy these homes, and they, they fix them. These are homes that are probate, fire, water, dated properties, uh, REOs from banks. They're in some element of distress. They cannot be financed on the conventional market because of their distressed condition. So an investor will pick these up for either cash or they'll use a lender like Zinc, and then, of course, we finance that loan. The Zinc Income Fund plays a very special part in this process. The Zinc Income Fund investors that are accredited invest in the Zinc Income Fund and earn a great rate of return, all with a secured interest against the underlying property. So investors who are accredited uh, invest in the Zinc Income Fund. That Zinc Income Fund then is the beneficiary or the backer of the loans to these real estate investors. Uh, we've done hundreds of millions of dollars. We have virtually no losses. Um, our average coupon rate to the investor is about 8%. 
We think that's a fantastic rate of return, being that it's coupled with protection of principle. Uh, the protection of principle is the underlying lien on that piece of collateral that, that backs the loan. So very few defaults, if any. Uh, very good, solid track record uh, in the zinc income fund with excellent returns uh, to, to our investor. And of course, it's kind of a a win-win-win. And what I mean by that is our investor enjoys above market returns with protection of principal. The real estate investor or the borrower improves the neighborhood of, of a house that's been in a distressed or blight. A, a borrower, entry-level borrower, gets, gets a wonderful remodeled home. And of course, Zinc Financial, which is where I am, the originator of the loan, obviously makes uh, an origination fee. There's, there's very little down to this process. Everybody kind of wins. Uh, for, for those types of reasons. So we're very excited about it. I'm very passionate about this. And so the Zinc Income Fund is, a, is an excellent uh, avenue for investors that want to earn uh, a good uh, rate of return coupled with protection of principal. And they're, they're obviously helping the communities for where we operate uh, fix up distressed housing. Okay, so a couple of questions here. One is uh, just to confirm that uh, these are for accredited investors only, correct? That is correct. The SEC regulates, regulates our mortgage fund, and, <clears throat> and for that reason, we have a Reg D exemption, which is a widely used exemption, and that fund is only open, in, open to accredited investors. Accredited investors is defined by the Securities and Exchange Commission as those who earn $250,000 a year more in income or have a million dollars of net worth outside of their primary residence. Those are the people or the entities, LLCs and, or IRAs or whatever, that have the capacity or eligibility, rather, to participate in the Zinc Income Fund. Okay, so, so Todd, uh, what, how does an investor, uh, what, what do they get? You, you say the average loan is $350,000. Uh, question one is, uh, that, that's got to be a very low LTV for any properties, in, uh, not in Fresno, but certainly in the Bay Area. So maybe you could start with that. And then number two, what does an investor, uh, let's say somebody's going to invest less than uh, is needed for a particular house. Okay, so uh, does that investor invest with three other people? Do they buy a group of homes or is it a single home? Do they get to see the single home? Do they get to turn it down? How does that work? Our average loan, to answer your first question, the average loan held by Zinc Income Fund, the average size is $350,000 approximately. Now, that varies pretty substantially. Obviously, in San Jose, uh, the market there is you know, $1.5 million, so we might, we might do loans there that are above a million, or San Francisco. But you have other parts of the state where housing is not three hundred and fifty, and that might be you know, Stockton or, or Madeira or Fresno, where it's going to be less. So we do have uh, loans that are between 50000 and $1.5 million. One important concept is that we always loan below the median cost of housing of a specific territory. Well, that's obviously going to be different on Venice Beach versus perhaps Madera, California, or San Bernardino. But, uh, you know, San Bernardino might be 180, where Venice Beach might be, you know, $1.1 million. But at any rate, the average loan is $350,000. These loans are pooled and put into the zinc income fund. So the zinc income fund, the fund, or that LLC, owns all of these loans, and they have the liens, the first position secured liens on all of these properties. What an investor does is they contribute their capital to the zinc income fund, you know, whether it's 
500,000 or a million or 700, our investors contribute anywhere from, you know, I think our smallest is probably 100,000 and our largest is in the multi-millions. That money is, is held in the zinc income fund in a trust account and it is pooled together and that's what makes the loans on these, on these properties that are in some element of distressed condition that are eventually going to be rehabbed and resold on the market. So they don't make individual loans. These investors d- deposit their money into a trust account within the zinc income fund. They get membership shares and, and a PPM, private placement memorandum agreement. And then that money is pooled together, and then those loans are made uh, to, from the zinc income fund. The loans are originated by Zinc Financial. The zinc income fund is the beneficiary on title on that, uh, on that deed of trust that's been assigned to them. Does that help answer your question a little bit? Yeah. That, that, that's very helpful. That, that's what we were looking for. So tell us, what, what is the typical length of the, of the duration of these loans? And then uh, when and how can the investor get their money back if they only want to do it one time, let's say? The average loan length is about nine months, maybe a year in duration. That involves an investor you know, buying the property and closing on the property, rehabilitating it, you know, typically over three or four months. And then, of course, then they got to list it and escrow, and there's some time there. So our average loan is about a year. We like this product. I personally like this product. I am invested in the zinc income fund myself uh, with, with the majority of my net worth, which is very important. But I like the one-year term because no matter where we're at in the real estate cycle, we limit our risk to market fluctuations. So we're in and out of the loans so frequently, less than a year, that if we're in a down market or even an increasing market, it really doesn't matter where we lend in the real estate cycle because we're in and out of the loan product uh, so quickly. The answer to your second question is, what if an investor wants to come in and come out? We do have a 24-month lockup period. And the reason for that is because when investors invest in zinc income fund, obviously those loans, I'm sorry, that, that capital is then lent out on, on loans. And so it, it takes a period of time for those to burn off and return to the investor. So if an investor wants to liquidate uh, their cash within the zinc income fund, there is a 24-month, uh, there's a notice that is provided for, and then we distribute that out quarterly over a two-year period. Now, most times we can get the money back to the investor if they need it. You know, if there's a medical reason or a family issue, they need the money sooner. You know, typically we can get them out a lot faster than that. But uh, the, 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 the PPM or private placement memorandum does call for a maximum of 24 months lockup uh, with quarterly distributions. That gives us enough time to wind down a few loans in order to get their capital back. Okay, and how are the uh, the dividends? Uh, how often are they distributed? So this is an excellent loan product. Candidly, I, it's an alternative asset product, very stable, almost like a fixed income annuity. You know, our fund generates about after fees eight percent to the investor. Again, this is a very secure investment because we have these uh, liens on, on the underlying loans. These loans are paid monthly by the, uh, the, the, the borrower. And so our cash distributions to our investors from the zinc income fund are every single month. Uh, they have a login to a, an account. Uh, it's, it's like a bank account. They can log in and see their account balance. They can see their, 
distributions. They come every single month. They're done by ACH, ACH so they're electronically deposited into their primary account that they designate every single month. So uh, for me personally, because I'm invested in this, I like that. I, I, I earn a, an above market return on an income fund that is uh, – has first lien protection of principal, and I get my distribution every single month via ACH right into my checking account. So we have uh, we have monthly distributions to answer, and that's a great that's a fantastic question for your listeners, and that's a fantastic question to ask me. Okay, good. So uh, we didn't really touch on uh, loan to value. That seems to be uh, I'm not a real estate guy, but that seems to be the language of the industry here. Uh, how do you deal with that? How much of a loan are you willing to make? You had mentioned, I, I think, the median price of a particular community. Is that all, or do you actually work on the individual price of that particular of any particular? We, we kind of have a multi-tiered approach. First of all, we only work with good credit borrowers that have good liquidity. In other words, they have money to invest too. This is a very, very important cornerstone of our borrowing platform. You know, Charlie, I have my own money invested in this, my family's money, so it's very important to me that this portfolio performs excellent. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of loans out right now, and we only have one default. Uh, we only have about a, a one-eighth of 1% 1 loss ratio over the last 20 years. So it's nominal. Our loan product simply performs. Our LTV is also a very important contributor, along with credit, along with cash down. Zinc makes loans to real estate investors who buy distressed properties, and we will loan up to 80 to 90% of the as-is price or acquisition cost, whichever is less, not to exceed 70 to 75% of the after-repaired value. I'd like to repeat that one more time for your listeners. We make loans to creditworthy borrowers who have good credit and they have good liquidity. They must put cash down on the property they're buying regardless of the LTV. We will then loan up to 80 to 90% of the as-is price or purchase price, whichever is less, not to exceed 75% of the after-repaired value. Our borrowers must contribute a cash alignment of 10 to 20% cash down. Our average borrower puts down between fifty dollars and $100,000 on their average loan. This makes sure that they have a meaningful cash alignment in the underlying transaction that provides for a better outcome for all the parties involved. So we, uh, you know, we're happy with this underwriting. We've been using it for better part of a, a decade and a half, and it's worked very well for us. Okay. So, so Todd, tell us a little more about uh, the borrowers. Are they typically, uh, you know, a father and his son who do this, you know, a couple times a year? Are they larger corporations? And is it only residences? Uh, or, or does it include, you know, small office buildings, things like that? Oh, great, great questions indeed. Um, our preferred borrower, which is our average borrower, is typically a mom and pop, typically entry to moderate level investor. They, they do this probably part time, maybe full time, and they do an average of, you know, two to four to six of these a year. We find that type of borrower to be the best for us. We do not lend to major corporations. We don't lend to large borrowers that are doing multiple units. Um, we don't find that to be our niche. We have not found that to be a successful tranche of lending. The successful tranche for us is individuals. Individuals where it's a father-son, there might be a contractor or a, or, or a family. Uh, they're investors. They, they do a few of these a year. We like that model because they're very attentive. 
they have the time and the energy to be very focused, and they're at that property every single day. So we've we found that tranche to be the best uh, best for us. Another thing is popping into my mind here, Todd, and that is, um, are you usually loaning the money to the construction company that's doing the work, or are they simply hands-off investors and they know construction companies and they bring them in as needed? We loan the money to the borrower who is a real estate investor. That borrower has put their hard-earned cash down on the property. We've made a loan for the balance of that acquisition. And, of course, we have a first lien position on that property. The borrower's responsibility is to select a contractor or a handyman in order to make improvements to that property in order to get it up to conventional standards. That's on them. They must do that work. We're simply the lender. However, a very important part of our servicing here is we do monitor that progress. It's very important to us that when that loan is made, that that property does, in fact, engage on the rehabilitation, that it doesn't sit there. It doesn't enter further decay. We want to see the borrower be attentive, active, and, and rehabilitating that property. And so with that, we do site inspections, and we make sure that the progress is progressing as we have determined. If they don't make enough progress at a reasonable rate, uh, the, the loan can enter default. That's part of our deed of trust. Uh, fortunately, we don't have a lot of those. Uh, the borrowers are highly motivated to earn a profit, and they're also highly motivated because they have their own cash down on that transaction as well. And so uh, usually, typically, uh, we don't have a problem with that, but we do monitor that progress to make sure that that's a successful outcome for us, it's a successful outcome for the zinc income fund, and a successful outcome for the borrower who borrowed the funds so that they can realize a profit at the end of the day. Okay, Todd, really appreciate your, your straightforward and uh, excellent answers here. Uh, let's move on and, and focus on this in a little different way. Uh, we've all seen some, uh, we could easily call crazy times, especially uh, along the California coast here over the past uh, year, year and a half with COVID lockdown, etc. What particular challenges has, has this changing environment created for you? The environment for real estate investing is, is ext- it, it, candidly, is very solid right now. Our challenges have been more in materials, contractors, and, and labor tightness, I guess if you would call it that. The challenges have been on, 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 on tight labor, materials, lumber, windows, things of that nature. That has probably been the most challenging aspect of, of being a fix-and-flip or a rehab lender out there. However, the industry is, is really solid right now. Inventory is at an all-time low. Interest rates are low. Multiple offers on most of our subject properties. We follow uh, trend matrices uh, published by the National Association of Realtors that only we have access to. It's not available to the public. We follow those trends. We look at price drops. We look at days on market. We follow those. All the trends suggest that the market is still very solid right now and will be for many months to come. We also follow the national trends for uh, portfolio servicing. We get this information from the GSA, the Government Services Administration. They track servicing volume by the service providers out there of the underlying loans. And there's very few calls in right now for forbearance or foreclosure or things of this nature. For the most part, housing nationally is very stable and strong. Uh, It's certainly very strong in the states for which we operate. We have not had any uh, stress in our portfolio as it relates to that. The stresses that we have realized in our portfolio have been limited to uh, materials and labor in completing the projects in in a timely fashion.
Yeah, kind of the same old supply chain stuff. That, you know, Correct. Supply chain work. disruption has been very prevalent in the construction and rehab line of work. Uh, yes, and we're and we're feeling some of that. So, but but on the other hand, I'm sure that the uh, 30 plus percent, and probably where you are, it's more than that. Uh, increase in prices uh, was welcome to to all of your uh, of your borrowers, right? So our borrowers, as well as uh, you know, zinc income fund investors, have all uh, benefited very highly of, of price appreciation. Uh, that is starting to level off, which I think is a good thing. Uh, we've yeah. had double-digit appreciation in the real estate sector for quite some time. That is unsustainable. It is now leveling off. We are watching those uh, metrics very closely. We see that that is leveling off. We do not see a, a large-scale depreciation as we have uh, maybe seen in the 05, 06, I'm sorry, the 06 to 08 uh, arena, which I was also involved in. We don't see that. What we do see is a price a level off right now, and, and some of it uh, due to seasonality. We're heading into the holidays, and, and real estate typically slows. But we're also seeing it level off from an appreciation standpoint. I think that's going to benefit us as well as our borrowers, as well as our investors. Um, I, I think that's a, a good piece of information to have out there, that we are, in fact, uh, seeing price depreciation slow or stop. Okay. So, so Todd, uh, tell us here, um, in regards to what you guys do, what has surprised you in the 20 years uh, that you've been in this? What, what have you seen and uh, hopefully learned that you didn't expect to see when you started in this? That's a, a fantastic question. What have I seen that I did not expect to see when I started in this business? I, I think overall is is the shortage of housing and the appreciation of property values. I, I've been in this, gosh darn, I started my first rehabbing in, in the mid-90s. And, uh, you know, I thought $100,000 for my first fourplex was a lot. That fourplex today is probably, you know, 400 or 500. Appreciation is something that I did not expect to, to see or the shortage of housing. We are seeing more of that today. The ample shortage of housing that is going to continue for the foreseeable future and appreciation as well. Simply put, there just are not enough entry-level housing units and uh, for, available for the population out there. Um, so I, I think what surprised me most is, is just the overall appreciation and the overall need for housing in this sector. That's why we fill a very specific niche. We don't do commercial. We don't do industrial. We don't do ag properties. We don't do you know, mobile homes. We don't do rural, and we don't do cabins. We do simple, entry-level housing and good communities below the median cost of housing. And the reason we focus on that is because that is the most needed sector. The absorption rate, the absorption rate for that specific asset is very, very strong. So uh, in, in protection of principle in the zinc income fund, which is where our investors reside and where I have my own money, protection of principles key. And so the only assets that are going to be in there are entry-level homes, below the median cost of housing, and good urban settings where housing is very desirable and absorbed very quickly on the open market. Confirm, uh, Todd, in, in case people are asking themselves, because we haven't really said it, um, you do not take an equity position. We do not. We're a lender. We're a licensed lender by the Department of Financial Oversight and Innovation. We have the same licensing as major banks. 
So we are a lender, and, and, and that's it. We are not a partner. Uh, we do not offer mezzanine financing or partnerships or joint ventures or any of that other stuff. We're a lender. We make a loan to a borrower at above market interest rate. Why? Because that borrower needs the funds quickly in order to close that transaction on a distressed house. That distressed house is not financeable by a bank because they report to the FDIC and for, by most aspects are simply prevented from making a loan on a distressed property. So we make loans on distressed properties. We are a lender. We're designed for that. And we get above market returns because we focus on a tranche of lending that is not open to banks because of the lending requirements imposed by the federal government. So this opens up a real niche for us. It's a very safe niche because we get collateral that we loan on that's at the lowest price point of the neighborhood because it's distressed. Uh, we're improving that neighborhood of blight. We're helping a homeowner get into a new house, and we're helping an investor make a few dollars. And by all means, my, my investors in the Zinc Income Fund, uh, which can be found at zincinvesting.com, my investors at the Zinc Income Fund earn above market rates and return for this, this product. So, no, we're a licensed lender, not a partner, not a joint venture. Okay, so Todd, uh, changing gears here a little bit. Uh, a question we like to ask all of our guests, what keeps you awake at night? That's an interesting question. That's one I was asked. I spoke in front of 400 people at uh, Dana Point a while ago. And they said, as, as, you know, as an executive leading this company, what's the biggest risk that you fear? And it's, it's interesting because my risk is not what these, some other executives have said of, of lending institutions. Other executives will say you know, affordability shortage of supply, interest rates, student debt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What, what, what keeps me awake at night is a disruption in our industry for something outside of our control. And I know this is going to sound very, very odd to you, but our industry is strong. Housing is strong. Title and escrow is strong, and our liens are strong. Our underwriting and processing is very, very strong. So all of those things are well vetted for us after doing this for nearly 20 years and doing nearly a billion dollars. What keeps me awake at night, what concerns me, are things that are outside of my control. Believe it or not, it's things like this. It's a terror attack, assassination on a political figure, unstable political environment, uh, unstable society, society. Those are the things that can affect our, our, our market that are outside of my control. And these are some things that we're seeing more prevalent in our society today that we did not see 20 and 40 and 60 years ago. We're in some unstable times politically, society-wise, worldwide, terror attacks or, or, or assassinations, things of this nature. These are things that can topple, topple any industry in the U.S. right now, and it's, it's, those are the things that keep me up. It's not specific to my asset class or my asset category, but things that are outside my control that I think that we're going to see in our lifetime that will disrupt us. Gotcha, Todd, and uh, no question about it, you're not alone in those kind of concerns. Uh, I think every parent, person alive uh, in the United States these days uh, has, has those concerns. So, again, give us, uh, for those who want to know more, uh, where can they go? Yeah, absolutely. A Zinc Income Fund. We have, we have a website called ZincInvesting.com. That's Z as in zebra, I as in igloo, N as in Nancy, C as in cat. That's zincinvesting.com. And you can learn about uh, joining our fund alongside me because I have my money in this as well. 
And you can learn a lot there at that website. Or you can give us a call. We're right here in Fresno, 559-326-2566. Uh, My name is Todd Pickett. I'm the principal of the managing member, rather, managing member of the Zinc Income Fund, and I'm the principal of Zinc Financial. And Zinc Financial is the actual originators of the loan, which obviously are backed by Zinc Income Fund. So zincinvesting.com or Todd Pickett here at the office, 559-326-2509. Okay, so Todd, the final words for our listeners. The final word for your listeners we're, we're in a great period of time for investing in entry-level, single-family residential housing. There's a definite need out there of, of this housing. Um, it's, it's very stable. Interest rates are low. Uh, appreciation is, is, is solid. There's always a need for entry-level housing in these communities that's fixed up and repaired, looks like a, a rehabilitated property. We are an above-market rates of returns with excellent protection of principal. I love this business. I'm very, very passionate about it. I choose to do this every single day. I choose to come in here and, and work this segment of, our, of, of, of lending. And I got to tell you, I really, really enjoy it. I'm an avid outdoorsman, mountain biker, road biker, a hiker. But my next passion is this. Um, I'm heavily invested in this. I'm heavily invested in the fund. And I think this is an excellent opportunity for people out there to join me uh, with great protection of principle and be a part of, of, of entry-level housing and helping improve our, our neighborhoods, helping improve our, our communities, helping uh, an investor get a loan on an otherwise piece of property that is not financeable. And, of course, uh, our investors are rewarded handsomely with, with above-market rates of return. So the, the final wisdom for me to you guys is these are great times for our specific lending niche, and, and I hope that you'll join me and in alignment and, uh, you know, and, and feel good about what we're investing in, feel good about what we're doing, and, and make, a, make an excellent rate of return. Todd, thank you very much. You know, I would not want to have to debate you on the subject and uh, have to take the other side. So uh, <laughs> you, you tell a very compelling story, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you very much, and our best wishes to you and uh, Zinc. And all you guys are doing, and we uh, look forward to your continuing success. And thank you again for joining us today. Charlie, have yourself an awesome afternoon, and my best to your listeners. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. So we're uh, very grateful to our listeners and uh, grateful for this opportunity of talking with Todd. And we wish you an enjoyable week and productive investing. Strategic Investor Radio is a production of OC Talk Radio and is provided for educational purposes only. Content of this program and the views of the guests should not be considered as recommendations by OC Talk Radio or investment advice from the host, Charlie Wright, or any other entity attached to this production. Investors should always consult qualified financial, investment, tax, or legal professionals prior to investing.